And good evening, everyone. Welcome to this month's Outbeat Extra and our continuing coverage of the fire disaster here in the North Bay. With me tonight in the studio is Gary Carnavelli, Sheridan Gold, Diana Grayer, and Mary Moore Campagna. Good hey evening, there. Everyone. Hey. Hello. Hey. Hey. It's good to see all your spi- smiling faces, everybody safe and sound. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. And uh, so tonight we're going to be focusing in on more of the recovery efforts. Uh, You may have tuned in the last couple of weeks for our special two-hour shows. And tonight we're also going to focus in on how to recover from the mental stress. I don't know about all of you, but it's been really, really taxing on me. And so I'm going to be looking forward to advice from Sharon Dye on that later in the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But first, here's your Abbey Radio News for this Sunday, October 29th, 2017. And I'll rise up, I'll rise like the day I'll rise up, I'll rise unafraid I'll rise This is Greg Moralia with your Outbeat Radio News for the week of October 29th, 2017. Georgia Republican State Representative Betty Price suggested quarantining people living with HIV and AIDS might be an idea. Price is a former anesthesiologist and made the comments at a House study committee last Tuesday while addressing the barriers to adequate health care that HIV-positive people face. Price asked Dr. Pascal Wortley, director of Georgia's Department of Public Health HIV Epidemiology section, and said, quote, My thinking sometimes goes in a strange direction, but before you proceed, if you wouldn't mind commenting on the surveillance of partners, tracking of contacts, and that sort of thing. What are we legally able to do? And I don't want to say that quarantine word, but I guess I just said it. Is there ability, since I would guess that public dollars are expended heavily in prophylaxis and treatment of this condition, so we have a public interest in curtailing the spread? What would you advise, or are there any methods legally that we could do to curtail the spread? And then she continued, and here's the worst part. She added, quote, it's almost frightening the number of people who are living with that are carriers with the potential to spread, whereas in the past they died more readily, and then at that point they're not posing a risk. And so we've got a huge population posing a risk if they're not in treatment, end quote. According to the Centers for Disease Control, Georgia had the highest rate of new HIV diagnosis among all the states. The hearing also included discussion of the state's HIV criminalization laws that not only make non-disclosure of a positive status before engaging in sexual contact a felony, but also criminalizes actions like spitting at a police officer, which can bring a 20-year prison sentence. And here in Berkeley last week, a man was arrested after he set fire to a rainbow flag at the LGBT community center and then punched a volunteer who tried to stop him. BerkeleySide.com reports that a 32-year-old transient named Richard Woods allegedly approached the Pacific Center for Human Growth in Berkeley and started shouting homophobic slurs before trying to set the flag on fire. When a volunteer at the center approached Woods and tried to stop him from setting the flag ablaze, he punched him in the face. A staff member who heard the commotion outside the Pacific Center was able to take a photograph of the alleged assailant and gave it to police. Woods was arrested within 20 minutes and faces charges of arson, battery, and committing a hate crime. And here locally, the Outwatch LGBTQI Film Festival, now in its fifth year, happens this week with the opening show at 7.30 p.m. on November 2nd at the Sebastiani Theater in Sonoma. 
The festival continues at the 3rd Street Cinemas in Santa Rosa on Friday and Saturday with a variety of LGBT-themed films and documentaries, including the showing of Josh Howard's The Lavender Scare at 4.30 p.m. this Saturday. You can learn more and get tickets at outwatchfilmfest.org. For a calendar of LGBT events happening here in the North Bay, go to GaySonoma.com. For Outbeat Radio News, I'm Greg Moralia. Right. Well, let's get this conversation started because we have a lot to cover tonight. Uh, and Gary, let's start with you. Uh, you were you were organizing uh, some people right from the very onset of the fires and uh, brought a large group together here at KRCB to meet. And if you've been listening the last couple of weeks, we've done two two-hour specials talking about some of that work. But for our listeners who may have missed that, uh, give us a summary of what happened and, and Bring us up to date. Right. There's a lot to cover. Um, this was our third meeting Thursday. I think we're going to take a week off. We were hoping to meet every week. Um, uh, but uh, there were about 20 of us again. So there are about f- uh, 30 people total really wanting to get involved. Um, representatives from a lot of the nonprofits and social groups and um, just people who want to help out. Um, and uh, we decided through Outwatch that this would sort of be the first fundraiser, the LGBT fundraiser, in response um, to the wildfires and looking to help the folks who were impacted within our community. Um, Sonoma County Pride stepped up to be a fiscal sponsor, which was very nice. Um, and through Outwatch, we're going to donate all profits after our sort of minimal costs. Um, so we're hoping to bring in several thousand dollars. Um, we, we're hoping to work with the giving circle. We don't know if that's possible. Um, it was also suggested that perhaps we'll work with, um, Redwood Credit Union, who has already raised nearly $15 million and perhaps approach them about, um, their donating funds from, Outwatch and from other LGBT fundraisers that are happening to LGBT organizations or individuals. Um, you know, it's not, it's it, with $15 million, that's not, I'm sure they're thinking about what they're going to do with the money. Um, and so it's, it's really difficult to get the money into the hands of folks who really need it. Um, and we're really concerned. I mean, just on the evening news tonight, um, reporting about, Five years after um, Hurricane Sandy, folks were, are still in need and still waiting for funds from FEMA. So FEMA's been great. The Red Cross has been great. But these are sort of community-based grassroots um, movements to get funds and assistance to the folks that need it right now and may need it in the years to come. Can, can you all believe that? $15 million bucks raised locally for fire relief Amazing. efforts. I. I I can't think of an example of when that's ever happened. I, I looked at that figure today on the website, and I just I had to do a double take because I it I was floored. Mm-hmm. I think it's indicative of the sheer magnitude of what happened and how many people and how many different kinds of people were affected, and everybody just stepped up. Yeah. Well, you know, got coverage worldwide. I mean, you we're just hearing from folks all over um, that have heard um, about the wildfires. It was a huge event. Mm-hmm. And people, yeah, like you say, f- all over, 
away from this county, San Francisco, different states are pouring in the money. And I love what uh, Clay Thompson, the basketball, Warriors basketball player is doing you know he the the three home games i don't know you didn't go to the game did you Gary? no oh lgbt night yeah lgbtq night was uh special well anyway three home games he's putting a thousand dollars per point scored and he's a high scorer and he's inviting all the other athletes to do the same thing that's great wonderful yeah go warriors so gary i want to go back to the group now you mentioned outwatch film festival stepped up you're intimately involved with that and, and was one of the first to step up right away and say hey all the proceeds are going to go to fire victims talk about some of the other groups though that came together in those meetings um, represented we have positive images of course sonoma county pride lgbtq connection um sonoma gaydar um, and we've reached out to Food for Thought and Face to Face, um, hoping to get them involved. They've been, of course, really impacted um, in their response to right. their clients. Um, which yeah, we'll hear from huge. Rod Martini from Food for Thought later on in the show tonight. He's going to give us an update. Right. So we're going to reach out to them to see what they need from us, how we can help them. Um, it, you know, uh, it, it, it has the potential to be a lot of um, uh, funds and, and assistance. Um, the, the bigger picture is is getting together a virtual um, LGBTQ community center. Um, we've got a webmaster working on the site right now. We hope to get that up within a matter of days. And sort of the most important aspect of that will be a survey to see um, uh, what LGBT folks um, who were impacted by the fires need from the community um, and and what suggestions they might have for the group. So, yeah, I want to say something about reaching out to the community, LGBTQ community, to put funds and direct it there so that we can have a big showing of us giving to the community, our community. Right. So I'm just curious about how are you promoting, how are you, you know, eliciting um, from funds right. from... The community. Uh. Right, right. Well, um, we're going to hopefully reach a lot of people at Outwatch oh. Film Festival um, and at other social events and through other organizations. So many have said, you know, as soon as we can, we'll get the information on our website, mm. link to the new website, get the information out there. Um, like I've said every um, show since the fire, um, you can give me a call at 707-584-2006 or email me at garycarnavelli at gmail.com and um, we can get you involved. So you so last week you formed an organization and gave it a name. We did. And drum roll please. <laughs> <laughs> North Bay Rainbow Network. North Bay Rainbow Network. Okay. I love it. And, and one of the things we talked about last week was, well, two points. One is that what's happening today is very similar to what happened when the AIDS crisis broke out. It was LGBT people coming together to provide services and support for ourselves because no one else was. Now, we're in great company in, with this disaster because so many people are pouring out their hearts and their wallets to help us. But it's great to see the community come together. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that's been missing, though, is a way to network all of these amazing resources that we have in the county together. And so it sounds like yeah. the Rainbow Network is the start of that. Um, right. Share more about the vision that you had this week in terms of beyond the fires and this virtual 
LGBT center. Tell us what that might look like. Well, we're hoping that we can bring organizations from the North Bay. So that's the SPAR Center and the groups in Napa and possibly the groups in Mendocino and Lake Counties, LGBT groups there. Um, You know, uh, I think a, a disaster like this tends to bring people together and really gets people thinking about what they should be doing <laughs> year round, every day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, we always say it's sort of a handful of people who are kind of doing all the work in, in nonprofits, um, uh, LGBT and, and otherwise. Um, you know, we get spread thin because there's so much need in a county when we've got um, undocumented LGBT folks, homeless LGBT folks, folks dealing with HIV AIDS, um, folks who are hungry, folks who um, are barely hanging on financially because the housing market is so tight, even tighter now. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, our vision is to to have folks who have something to offer, like a room, roommate situation, housing, um, and matching them up with folks who have a need. I think it's a fabulous idea. I'm so happy to hear about this. I mean, if we can't have an actual center building, which I've always fantasized, I win the lottery, and <laughs> Diana and I have always talked about, we're right. going to build an LGBTQ plus 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 center but i mean until that can happen i think the the website and putting all the organizations on it and we can do some real wonderful networking through the through the website if we don't have a building so i I agree fantastic idea is the website going to be called the north bay rainbow network um i think we got that domain name Mm -hmm. or something close to it Mm -hmm. so yeah well, it's nice because it's there's the what's the rainbow name of the rainbow fund in the city that's been raising money right away for us as well. I think World Rainbow <laughs> Network. <laughs> so it, so it fits. I mean, it makes sense. Right, right, makes sense. Right, and we didn't want to say just fire relief because we hope this this just covers. So like s- spur us on forward to into the future. Right, and and this event has helped us uh, get together. Mm-hmm. You know. And then we can take it from here. I mean, I think a lot of lessons are coming out of this. Mm. Um, and this could be one of them. Uh, lessons and um, opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A really. silver lining, if you will, right? Pardon me? A silver lining. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I a hate to say lining. that, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't talk too much last week about some of the businesses, the LGBT-owned businesses that suffered. But, in, but amongst the thousands of homes that were lost, there were also a lot of businesses that were also lost. Uh, I understand some membership or some representation from the Golden Gate Business Owners Association. I don't think that's exactly what it's called was here. Can you talk a little bit about it that? It is. It is. That's the LGBT group, um, sort of a, a LGBT chamber of commerce um, for businesses um, and like-minded folks in, in Northern California. Um uh, Paul uh, Pendergast came to the meeting and um, has the contact at, at FEMA um, and a contact um, named a uh, gentleman named Mark Quinn with the Federal United States Small Business Administration, who is looking to connect LGBTQ businesses um, with the free resources and services um, that they need from the county, the state and federal levels. Um, so uh, we will uh, probably have him at the next meeting and see how we can work um, 
with uh, FEMA and with um, Mark and uh, maybe connect them up with the businesses. Um, you know, I've, I've heard about um, a few LGBT businesses that um, own businesses, friendly businesses that have really suffered. Um, a frame shop in Sonoma, you know, closed for, for two weeks. Um, you know, a, a restaurant or a bar or a bookstore, you know, needs to close for several weeks. Um, and it's devastating to a small business. Well, you bring up a good point. It's not just the businesses that were burned to the ground, which is horrific in and of itself, but it's all the businesses that survived that had to be closed or that have suffered losses. Um, and a lot of those business owners really gave back, whether they were LGBT or not, they were really giving a lot back. And I'm thinking specifically of the chef over at uh, Glen Ellen Star. Mm. So here the fire is approaching is consuming Glen Ellen and his restaurant is right there and he's across the highway cooking meals every day for the tri-tip trolley folks yep for first responders you know so so many restaurants so (laughs) so many many restaurant restaurant owners and chefs just stepped forward and came out to feed folks who were displaced just folks who wanted a nice meal Um, and and you know it's it's heartening to see some of the uh, community leaders, um, community businesses that have given money to the uh, Redwood Credit Union Fund, Freedmen's two hundred thousand dollars, wow. B Wise Vineyards, um, uh, Walt Wines, uh, Lagunitas, amazing supporter of KRCP, and just great, great people. Um, two hundred thousand wow. dollars. Just imagine that. Mm. Fantastic. Mm. And then, of course, we've got Grayton Resort uh, Casino, very LGBT-friendly, um, giving a million dollars. To um, the Redwood Credit Union yes. Fund? Yes. Oh, my that goodness. that $15 million. Right. <laughs> so wow. that's a great way to show support, too, is right. to go out and patronize these businesses that have been giving so much, exactly. even in this dif- difficult time. Right. Go out if, and have a good If you can afford it, certainly... Small businesses, you know, check out the Go Local guy, Go Local website, you know, look look for the small businesses that may have been um, impacted and, and support them if you can afford it. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably a good time to point out that KRCB is also participating in this. And in fact, um, right now, we are not focusing on KRCB's financial goals during this particular fundraising drive. We're doing it for the community, and we will be giving everyone who donates to KRCB at any level of financial support a Sonoma Strong t-shirt. So um, they're black t-shirts with white lettering. It has the hashtag Sonoma Strong, and on the back it says, Sonoma Proud, the love in the air is thicker than the smoke, stronger together. So mm, that's another way to, to contribute to Sonoma County and, and your community. Right, and we've got a couple of levels you can participate in. Um, $40, you get a KRCB mug, KRCB logo, logo, charcoal gray ball cat, which is adorable. Everyone loves it. Or a t-shirt. Um, what, what is it, a hat? It's a hat, a, a cap, ball. you know. Like a baseball hat? so cute. Yeah, oh. yeah, everyone loves it. It's adjustable. They did a great job designing it. Hmm. So that's a $40 level. Um, $60 level, you get a Bluetooth speaker with the KRCB radio logo. Um, and uh, protect my local public media. Um, oh, another logo, right? Or an Eaton Emergency Radio. And if you come in at $100 tonight, you can get all of that, and I'll throw in um, uh, festival passes worth $75 for Outwatch Wine Country's LGBTQI Film Festival, which kicks off Thursday with the untold tales of Armistead Maupin, 
That's going to be a great film. I it's cannot be, wait it's to see it. So good. All the films this year are so good. Um, uh, opening night at Sebastiani. Then we're showing that film again Sunday morning, and the rest of the films at Third Street Cinema in Santa Rosa. Uh, Friday night we've got one film, and then uh, four films Saturday or three films, I should say, and a collection of short, lesbian, fun films. <laughs> um, and then three films Sunday, um, Untold Tales, I remember said Muppin, and then two wonderful narrative films in Spanish with English subtitles, I Dream in Another Language, and Extraterrestrials. Sounds mm. like it's going to be a So give us a festival. call. What's the number? 707-584-2020. That's 707-584-2020. We are here live in the studio. We will take your call. And I just want to plug KRCB for a bit because if you were paying attention during the fires, you heard Mark Perel and the rest of the crew providing outstanding coverage, up-to-date information about evacuations. It was your place to go for emergency information, and that's part of our role as a public broadcasting station. Uh, but we need your support to be able to do that. So... Show us call some love in. tonight. Show us some love tonight. Call Lots in, people. And if you can't call in, if you're driving, we certainly don't want you on the phone if you're driving. <laughs> but when you have an opportunity, go to krcb.org slash donate. And uh, there we will be, and there you can donate. Perfect. Well, let's take a music break. When we return, be sure to stay with us because Sheridan Gold and Dr. Diana Grayer are going to be talking about how to recover mentally from all of this stress and all of these fires. Uh, so whether you're with directly impacted or witnessed a disaster, you've been affected, and we want you to take care of yourself. So here's Bobby Joe Valentine with one of his brand new songs from his new CD called uh, Maybe Stars, and the song is called Beside Me. Past is haunted, full of small mistakes, crooked and unsure. But standing with you now, everything I wanted finally has a face, finally has a cure. Something I need you to know Now that you've found me I hope you never let me go So wherever you are Miss Shaken bus stop boy Back of a New York car My eyes will be the stars Beside you Skyline, setting Hawaiian sun. Say you'll be the one beside me. If my world goes gray, fill me up with color. If you lose your way, I'll be your place to stay. My sacred star, I'll be your constant God. 
my headstrong heart I'll tame your heartstrong hands Something I need you to know Now that I've found you I never want to let you go So wherever you are Michigan bus stop or back of a New York car My eyes will be the stars beside you And wherever you run Chicago skyline or setting Hawaiian sun Say you'll be the one beside me Hide the distance between your spirit and mine But I dream of a resistance Breaking the bread and pouring the wine With your hands beside me Michigan bus stop on back of a New York car. My eyes will be the stars beside you. And wherever you run, Chicago skyline or setting Hawaiian sun, say you'll be the one beside me. That was Bobby Joe Valentine with his original song, Beside Me, from his new CD, Maybe Stars. He was on last week and shared his own story from the fires. He and his partner John lost everything in one of the fires in Napa. And since then, Bobby Joe has been out singing nonstop to raise money for fire relief efforts. If you're just joining us, you're listening to an Outbeat Extra and continuing coverage of the recovery from the fire disaster here in the North Bay. I'm Greg Moralia, and here in studio tonight with Gary Carnavelli, Sheridan Gold, Dr. Diana Grayer, and Mary Moore Campagna. One of the many organizations here in Sonoma County that immediately came to the aid of fire victims and evacuees was Food for Thought. They've served this community since the dawn of the AIDS crisis, and this last emergency was no exception. Here to share his story and talk more about what Food for Thought has to offer is board member and longtime volunteer, Rod Martini. Rod, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you being here. Let's go back to that first Sunday night. Uh, start out by telling us your story and then how Food for Thought responded. Well, um, my story actually was I was in a, a, a plane on my way back from uh, London, and I knew nothing until I, I landed. And when I landed late in the afternoon on Monday, of course, so much damage and destruction had occurred. It was um, really shocking. The food bank was 
immediately uh, uh, work to get um, back in order, we, we actually, uh, and ironically maybe, um, had scheduled the, the, that week uh, in early October for some um, uh, work, tenting work here, which meant that we had to get all everything out of the food bank before that weekend. But when the fires hit, and of course that project was scratched, then we herded a lot of volunteers, myself included, and many uh, over here to get the place um, back in in running order uh, by midweek. So um, it was uh, was quite an experience. And uh, immediately we uh, knew that there would be people um, who needed uh, not only food and, you know, we expanded our lunch program from a three-day-a-week to a five-day-a-week immediately. We also began to to partner with uh, Backyard uh, Restaurant, great restaurant here in Forestville to right. provide, uh, I think they ended up providing over 18,000 meals to people, uh, fire victims and evacuees and first responders. So we really um, got up and running uh, very fast. But in addition to, you know, to those efforts, we knew that, you know, people would be coming in, uh, volunteers, uh, board members, clients, a number of whom um, lost everything in the fires, and also people who evacuated to West County who might show up, and we had a few people who were not clients or volunteers or whatever who showed up and just needed... um, Emotional support. Uh, it needed to be listened to. It needed to find a shoulder to lean on. And there was a lot of that, um, been a lot of that going on uh, in the past several weeks. Wow, tremendous. And it wasn't just the fire victims themselves. It was a lot of evacuees who lost power and probably lost everything in the refrigerator, right? Exactly. So we, we immediately, uh, and again, thanks to the not only the efforts of, uh, of our staff here and the rest to with our food drive program we immediately um, uh, placed calls to some of the um, uh, grocers that we work with and, and that and they expanded availability and we were out there uh, that first weekend and the response uh, from this community uh, Sonoma County community is of course always incredible and so we were able to gather a lot of not only our normal foodstuffs, but again to replace and help people replace things that were lost and uh, without electricity. We were able to collect some meats and uh, poultry and you know other f- food items that uh, we knew people would need and need quickly. And uh, the response, like I said, was really incredible, both from our volunteers, you know, who stepped up to the plate, including some people who had lost their homes, you know, as they were, they were here to volunteer, and um, um, so we're able to increase and, and give out um, as much as people need. We're also, um, because again, especially with people whose homes were damaged or destroyed. We've always had a a bit of, you know, essential kitchen appliances, which we've been able to provide for clients who um, need them. And uh, so we're able to provide uh, that and um, distribute bottled water and ready-to-eat food and disposable plates for, you know, and, and and the rest. So we're 
in it for the long term, uh, as we'll all need to be. Well, that's really quite tremendous. Uh, You know, Food for Thought is such a gift to this community, and you've been around since the beginning of the AIDS crisis in the the 80s, when this community again came together to take care of itself, uh, and you didn't miss a beat this time either. Uh, Talk about, if you would, what services are available now in this coming week for people who may still be in need. Sure. We're back to um, our uh, regular hours are uh, Tuesday uh, through Saturday, uh, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, we um, our, you know, our services will continue to be to um, serve the needs of our, of our regular clients, which are both uh, people living with HIV and others since we expanded our mission. Um, others who uh, have been re- referred to us um, from West County Health Centers who are people, basically people out of hospital who are in danger of um, malnutrition or you know, don't have uh, nutritional food to help their healing process. So we're working with, a, with that population as well. So all of those services will be available. We're, we're, um, we immediately, the other thing we immediately did with the fires is we had people on the phone calling volunteers, calling clients, especially in the affected areas in Santa Rosa um, and all the fire areas and uh, board members and the rest to check in because we wanted to make sure they knew we were here and where people didn't answer or, or were not there. We left messages and we're continuing to follow through to really find out the um, additional needs of, of people um, going forward. So uh, we're we're um, still distributing um, things like um, you know cell phone chargers and uh, masks and you know. Uh, basic hygiene items for, again, for people who are evacuees or, you know, lost everything, we have that. Um, and we'll continue to, hopefully in, in uh, the coming weeks, be able to also supply, um, you know, essential kitchen appliances um, for a functioning, safe, and sanitary kitchen for people who are trying to get back on their, on their feet. So tell our listeners where Food for Thought is located. We are located in Forestville. Um, The address is 6550 Railroad Avenue. That's between 1st and Forestville Streets. And for people that are not familiar with the area, everybody in Forestville knows us and knows where we are. So feel free to ask and they'll they'll get you here. And our hours again uh, are Tuesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And if people want to reach us by phone, um, it's a 707 area code and it's 887-1647. And if people want to contact us, uh, our general Email address is info, I-N-F-O, at ffftfoodbank.org. So any ways people need to contact us with questions or concerns or especially knowing of people um, who may need our services. I mean, our service area is Sonoma County. So um, if people think there are... 
folks out there who may not know about us but uh, can benefit from our services, please have them contact us. Perfect. And what about those who want to make a donation of food or maybe some kitchen appliances that people in need can use? They can um, actually uh, contact us through any of those ways. If uh, we, we do have people all the time, you know, people who grow food or people who want to uh, donate uh, food items, uh, who drop by the food bank or call us in advance and say, you know, can I bring this over? So that's the best uh, way to do it. But bringing it by, uh, we have volunteers and staff who be very happy to uh, receive it. We'll also um, hope that if people do have um, any, you know, small kitchen appliances that would help people, you know, it's things like blenders and, you know, um, maybe a small microwave, you know, people that are trying to get back on their feet and, and trying to uh, uh, cook food for themselves. Um, let us know what you might be able to provide. And I think also, um, uh, you know, in, in addition to donations to the food bank, which, which go to the service of our clients all the time, um, I know we're, you know, we have supplied some, uh, you know, gift cards or, car, you know, for people that um, are trying to get back on their feet. Uh, so if folks want to, donate some, you know, some gift cards that people, we could give to um, people affected uh, to help get back on their feet. That would be great, too. Excellent. We've been talking with Rod Martini. He's a board member and volunteer at Food for Thought. Rod, thanks so much for all you're doing for this community. Thank you, and thanks to all your listeners for all they're doing. I am sure to, uh, to respond. We're all, we're all in this together for sure. I could not agree more. We are all in this together. And, and I don't know about the rest of you. I mentioned earlier, you know, this whole thing has been really, really stressful. And we were lucky. Mm. We, we didn't lose a house. But we were evacuated for eight days. And that, you know, that the adrenaline roller coaster up and down and not knowing the uncertainty of it all. Uh, it's really been it's really been something I've never experienced before. Sharon Dye, give us some advice for all of those people out there. Yeah, I, I just want to say I want to piggyback on what uh, Greg uh, just said about his experience and I think it's important that we just share a little bit about our experience of this craziness that's been going on and um, thank God that you know that it didn't come to Petaluma West Petaluma where we were at but we were the fear just holding on just waiting you know because the, the fires were moving so fast all over and circling and so it was really freaking us out and we got a, our first call at 3 a.m. in the morning and we were startled startled out of bed you know we like we couldn't believe it uh, our friends from Fountain Grove Lodge um, uh, they were um, um they had to be evacuated. We had about 10 people, um, six llamas, six chickens, and a rooster um, to come. And so we were happy that we were able to house uh, a lot of friends and, and people through this craziness. You want to add anything to that, Cher? Or? I just want to say for me, looking out the window and seeing the glow of the hills, not knowing what the fire was going to be doing, just created such a 
a tummy ache inside me and it's it's that scared feeling like when you're ready to go on stage or you're ready to go play softball game or go on air or something you know and it doesn't quite dissipate because the game you know if the game happens the concert happens the stomach ache goes away but this stomach ache didn't go away it was like I was on call with my stomach ache for days and days and days mm-hmm. and trying to be there for our friends and um you know having them so grateful to us and feeling like we're not really doing much you know we but we did we offered safe harbor for for these folks who were just they didn't know if their homes were going to be burned either and then our two friends from fountain grove lodge you know when they called us at three in the morning we had no idea the fire was happening Mm. and when they got here we you know they went directly to bed and i'm realizing you know these these women are in their 80s and they had to drive from fountain grove lodge Mm. Through the traffic with all the police officers and the fire and just the fire was on both sides both, of them yeah. and they had to make their way to our house. And how do you do that when you're 80 wow. something years old? Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my friend, our friend tonight. And I said, you know, how did you feel? What was your body doing when you were driving? How did you feel? She said, I was terrified and I was diligent. Mm-hmm. And that's how she explained it. She knew what she needed to do. She had to get her partner out who's on a walker who could not help mm-hmm. with luggage. She had to do everything, our friend Mateel. She she had to get her mm-hmm. wife down, the luggage down, in the car, and pretty much go about it on her own. And so we just hats off to her. And like Di was saying, we're so grateful that she and, and her wife and all of our friends, you know, came and they were safe and stuff. But it was um, it, was a, it was a really terrifying time, as, uh, as everybody here knows that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to say um, that people handle stress differently. And they react to, uh, they react differently to traumatic events. But what I want to emphasize is that people grieve differently, also, and they grieve at different times. You know, we all have different timetables. Um, so I always want to encourage people: don't rush the process. And this, I've dealt with this many times in my own personal, I mean, my work with clients. But people, we've heard that friends are talking about people not like really facing what's going on uh, because they're trying to stay busy. But the reality is that um, everybody's, they do it, they handle it differently, you know? So just to be aware of that. Um, So uh, people have suffered um, horrendous, uh, horrific, Losses and support. I mean, and what they need now is support. They don't need to be pressured. And I I always have to emphasize that. Because, you know, these fires have uh, turned our lives, turns most people's lives upside down. And so their nervous systems have been overwhelmed due to their exposure um, to the fires. Um, That can... um, be um, so. The, so I think, share uh, uh, Greg. I think you mentioned that the the ways that it can happen is by directly experiencing the stress and overwhelm, and all of that can happen directly experiencing the fire, or by witnessing the fire, uh, or by learning uh, through friends their experience of the fires. Um, and their family members, if you know, if your family members out there and you heard that they've been, they've lost homes and stuff like that, um, uh, or just us, uh, extreme exposure, 
from the media and Facebook. I know we and all our house guests, we looked at the news from 24-7 because no one could sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on Facebook checking out this video and that video and where's the fires. And it was just a constant, the red flames across the screen, you know. So, um, so but, you know, some people still are in shock and some people, you know, still in disbelief. And I understand that stomach pain you know i feel that stomach pain i feel that in my heart too you know like greg we were talking earlier before the show started about like you were saying about the months and the weeks it's just just, blending together i I feel like october never happened Mm -hmm. it feels like you know it was september before the fires and now all of a sudden it's november 1st and i've lost an entire month exactly so as a result of this exposure um you may be suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, PTSD. And so some of the symptoms, I'm just run through some of those things that might be happening to you out there. Uh, you may be experiencing headaches, stomach aches. You might be uh, not sleeping well, uh, might have nightmares. Our friend from Fountain Grove mm-hmm. uh, just told us she was having nightmares now. I mean, I can imagine, you know, coming running from the fire. Um, or loss of appetite, and Gary, you spoke about wanting to eat more, stress eating, eating, exactly, Uh, inability to concentrate or to focus, Uh, you may feel a loss, a sense of security, right, makes sense, a feeling of helplessness and vulnerability, fear, sadness, anger, anxiety, even guilt, people are talking about guilt of surviving, survivor's guilt, or um, you could of you feeling like you could have done more um and right now you can do more um so all these are symptoms of post-traumatic stress so for for all of you who are feeling overwhelmed right now here are 10 steps you can um i did i i put some 10 bullets together that i thought were important for you to navigate your way um at this time So first of all, it's always important when you're always feeling overwhelmed to stop, to slow down the mind, slow down the heart, and deep breathing helps that. Some kind of deep breathing exercises or meditation. So I'm going to briefly take you through um, um, a deep breathing exercise that's very simple, but it's really good, and it's called 478. Very easy, right? 478. So you're going to inhale the count of four, one, two, three, four, and then you're going to hold your breath for seven, count of seven, and then you're going to release it slowly to the count of eight. So let us all just try it together. Can we do that? I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Okay, because we all need to like ground yourself, put your feet flat on the floor if you can, if not, just in a comfortable position, and just take a moment and just let's... Breathe in to the count of four. One, two, three, four. And hold it for the count of seven. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. And release it for the count of eight. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now do it one more time. And I do it with you, so I won't be counting. Deep breath. Three. 
and just notice notice how you feel Mm -hmm. that it's just like when i was talking i guess i was starting to get hyped up Uh (laughs) and i can already feel myself just already calming down doing that Mm -hmm. that was really good Uh great so that was number one number two stay connected with your support system um ask friends and family for support for help because, you know, right now at this time, most people are willing to help. Before, maybe they're like, no, I don't want to be bothered. But now people are opening their hearts mm-hmm. more than ever. The kindness is out there. Number three, make sure your basic needs are met. Shelter, water, health, eat healthy foods, drink lots of water, sleep. Make sure you get seven, eight hours, nine even, of sleep if you can. And get lots of love and hugs wherever you can find it. Number four, allow yourself to feel your feelings and to express them. Some people want to just hold. When you feel your body holding, try hard to release it. Notice, notice, notice. The, the breathing would help, wouldn't it? Yes. If, if they feel themselves holding. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Five, be patient with yourselves and with others this is a time where we kind of get impatient and lose our tempers and because things are not going right um i know we all want want things to go faster um healing is a slow process that's just how it is and rebuilding your homes and your lives is a slow price process especially because of so much devastation and so many people are needing their homes rebuilt Um, and businesses number six take action some kind of action one step at a time what I've learned to do with lots of my clients is to make a list so that we can release all that we have in our heads that are going around in circles making us go more crazy make a list and check off your list number one I'm gonna do number one number two and then go down from there but don't keep it inside because it only causes problems. Number seven, get moving. Exercise. Um, it, may, it might be the last thing. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. my, the last thing you might be wanting to listen to, but exercising can burn, the, uh, burn up adrenaline, and uh, it can release um, feel-good endorphins that rouse the nervous system. And it, and it rouses the nervous system, and it gets rid of uh, stuck places when you're feeling stuck. Um, Take a walk in nature. I love to do that. Go where you can find some green trees and blue skies, Uh, like going to the beach. Smell good air, you know, some movement, some dance. We went to a Halloween party, (laughs) and I didn't realize how, I mean, how detached I was. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you're so in this rush, 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 rush. But we went to a witch's party last night, and we got to dress as <laughs> as witches, and it was fun. Right. And we got to laugh, and it was just that moment of clarity, like, whoa, mm. it brought us down. It was really powerful. Okay, let me uh, keep moving here. Uh, number eight, visit those things that you enjoyed before the fire. Because we're so cut off now. Most people are just frozen. So try and go back to those things that brought you pleasure. And number nine, uh, a friend sent us an email today. 
and she's watching. See, she just suggested that we watch some YouTube videos of phenomenal kids. Mm. Have you ever seen, <laughs> did you see the, um, um, what is it? Yes. America's Got Talent mm -hmm. final? Mm -hmm. No. Oh, yeah. you have to go <laughs> on. Um, there's um, a 12-year-old ventriloquist <laughs> in Dar Darcy, really, uh, and, and Angelica. She's a beautiful singer. She wants to be a, a like a Whitney Houston clone. And she's nine. And she's nine years old. That's so good. And they mm. were she was the runner up, but the singer was the runner up. But the first place, incredible. So go on YouTube and find something that's pleasurable. Number ten, number ten. Listen to number ten. Don't engage in self-destructive behaviors. Mm because they're only going to cause you more emotional pain and suffering. But sometimes that's a tendency to people to move toward. So I just want to say, um, so I'm sending prayers to the people in the community who are all suffering, sending prayers for healing. And Cher is going to continue uh, with some ideas and ways to get some support more support so this is Sheridan and we have about four more minutes so if you want to get your pencil out I have a couple ev of events that are happening that will really help uh, in the healing process if you are so inclined um, the first thing that I wanted to say is to try to find a community that you feel comfortable in like right now we're talking about the LGBT community but there's lots and lots of communities that, communities that are helping each other we have a Latina friend they're helping their Latino community you know I'm Jewish my Jewish community is helping the Jews in the community we're helping LGBT here and so um, find a community and don't isolate we did have a drum circle at a healing drum circle at our house about two weeks ago and it so right the fires were just ending people were really crazy and they were really the overarching theme was that they were all feeling so isolated mm -hmm. everybody was staying home watching the news not really reaching out not knowing to who to reach out to so don't be isolated it's there's help out there there's community out there um so if you're feeling overwhelmed the Counselors are offering from three to five free sessions of therapy to anyone who, who wants it. So if you go to recamped.org, it's RE for Redwood Empire, and then CA for California, and then MFT for Marriage Family Therapist. So recamped.org, you will find a spreadsheet of a, at least 100 therapists that have mm. signed up to give three to five sessions for free. All of their contact information is there. Some of them have websites. So go there and do that. <laughs> um, all right, November 2nd, there is going to be a Day of the Dead ritual at the Santa Rosa Plaza at 6 p.m. Now, November 1st and 2nd, all the altars are going to be at the plaza, but at 6 o'clock, there's going to be a ritual talking about and celebrating and mourning the uh, what the fires have done for folks, and um, it's going to be led by our very good friend, Zamaya. Mm, mm. Um, November 4th, there's going to be a community grief ritual. It's uh, Saturday, November 4th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Masonic Hall. It is free or optional donation. No one will be turned away, but you do need to register online beforehand. They will only take 80 people. Go to sacredfuture.org. That's sacredfuture, one, all one word, lowercase, and then go to calendar of events, and you will see the community grief ritual. 
Art Flare is having an open house on November 4th and 5th from noon to 5. You can go to artflare.net and find out about it. But there you can view and create your own art for free, as well as support other artists who have been affected by the mm. fire all in one That's place. Cool so there's there's things going on in our community. Diana and I are going to be giving a free healing workshop that's going to be incorporating art, music, writing, movement on November 25th from 12 noon to 5. If you're interested in doing that, please um, email us at sharegold at sonic.net. Those are some of the things that are happening in our community. Um, we wish you healing mm. and we wish you recovery, that your recovery process not be too exhausting and that it doesn't take longer than it needs to. And remember, you don't have to do it alone. Mm -hmm. And we send you blessings to mm -hmm. everyone. Thanks, you guys. Mm -hmm. Really awesome. Well, next week, everyone, we're going to return back to our regular format here on Outbeat Radio. And, of course, it's the first Sunday of the month, so Sharon Dye will be back with Living Proof. So stay connected with us here every Sunday night at 8 p.m. and only here on KRCB-FM Radio 91. In the meantime, do have a great week, be safe, and thanks for spending your Sunday night with us. You're broken down and tired Of living life on the merry-go-round You can't find a fighter but I see it in you, so we gon' walk it out Move mountains We gon' walk it out and move mountains And I'll rise up, I'll rise like the day I'll rise up, I'll rise unafraid I'll rise up, and I'll Silence is quiet And it feels like it's getting hard to breathe And I know you feel like dying But I promise we'll take the world to its feet Move our days Bring it to its feet